Okay, so hey, we are back with a special edition of Kente Corner, Casual Hoya podcast. As always, I am Bobby Bancroft, and we are being joined by national recruiting analyst for Rivals, Corey Evans. You can find him at Corey Evans underscore 10 at Twitter. Corey, welcome to the podcast. We want to thank you for being here. We want to cover all things Georgetown, but first, let's just jump in and start from here. How good is R.J. Davis? <laughs> really good. He's really, really good. Um, he's someone that, you know, we we definitely um, underrated going into the year uh, or into the spring and travel circuits and has popped all the way up to, I think, a top 75, top 70 prospect, six foot, six foot one, combo guard, but can really, really score the basketball and might be one of the most comparable prospects I've seen in the past two or three years to Marcus Howard. And that is someone that Georgetown fans know all about for the wrong reasons, being in the same in the same conference. Yeah, so you, you guys just came out with an updated 2020 list, and I think he was one of the biggest risers, um, R.J. Davis, and that's definitely one of the biggest follows Georgetown basketball fans have right now. Where are we with with R.J. Davis's uh, recruitment? I know Georgetown was in on him early. What what are you uh, seeing out of, out of that right now? Yeah, you know, I think it's a really a four four team race for him right now. Uh, maybe a five. Um, the three programs the most talked about with him uh, feature Marquette, Georgetown, and Pittsburgh. I think all three are in a very very good spot. You know, he's going to visit Pitt. He's going to visit Carolina as well in the coming weeks. Um, Carolina, it's always difficult to to defeat that blue blood program, that blue blood name. But I think it's going to come down to the right fit, the right opportunity, um, the relationships, all of that. And that's what those three former programs in Marquette, Georgetown, and Pitt have going for them. When do you guys put out your predictions? I'm I, I'm not sure if you have a prediction for him yet. I know obviously everyone on Twitter and I'm sure you run into fans. They always want to know, what do you think? What do you think? Do you guys have anything up for him yet or is it still too early? Uh, you know, I, I think it's still the waiting game for him right now. Um, okay. I, I don't even think he knows yet, right? Um, right. But, you know, the, the more the, the more I've dug into it, the more I've heard it's between Pitt in Georgetown right now, of course, those visits could definitely change some things over the next few weeks. But, you know, as of now, I'll say Pitt or Georgetown. Okay. I think that's it's about, it's about as positive as you can get for Georgetown right, that, right, right now this early. Um, so now we've gotten into year three of Ewing. What's been your observation about Ewing on the trail and as far as how active he's been and how much do you, when you talk to guys or coaches, AAU coaches, high school coaches, whoever, has the has the focus been on his style of play? It's a much different style than, than JT3s. Yeah, definitely. They they definitely um, pulled a 180, right, from a yeah. schematic standpoint, from a system standpoint. And I think most of the talk this past few months on the recruiting trail and even the last year in general is 
that underclassman talent they have. Um, you get a guy like Akinjo, um, you get a guy like Mac McClung, um, with your seven sitting out and Josh LeBlanc right there as well. That could definitely make for a fun and intriguing and a high upside Big East conglomerate this year. And then you add Terrence Williams, who committed a couple of weeks ago from the D.C. area. It's always been fairly difficult for the top D.C. DMV guys to enroll at Georgetown for whatever reason in recent years. And to get one of the more prestigious, acclaimed prospects that attend Gonzaga College High School and plays for team takeover on the travel side, to get that kind of guy um, and to defeat a, a name brand like Notre Dame for him, that's big for sure. So the respectability factor is definitely evident. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. I did want to talk a little bit about Terrence Williams. Everyone really excited. We talked about him when – I think the the day after he committed, can you talk a little bit about where you see him fitting in? I know that you made a comparison, R.J. Davis, a minute ago to Howard. What can Georgetown fans sort of be expecting in in terms of Williams from when from when he gets here? The shot maker, you know, he's definitely a shot making forward. Um, the one question with him is what position he is. He definitely has to have a role specifically prescribed for him because he's six foot five. He's not a great athlete. He's not super quick. He's not an above the rim type, but he's a great catch and shoot guy. He can attack the closeout. He's very smart. He's very competitive. He's just someone that's going to win a lot of, a lot of college basketball games. And as long as he has that right role, um, described for him, prescribed for him, he's going to be great at Georgetown. And more so, not even just how good of a player he is, and we've obviously heard that he's really good. We've seen Villanova win a couple national championships with a lot of kids from the DMV. That was something that JT3 struggled with to get those guys at the end of his tenure. It's taken Ewing a little bit. How important you think just philosophically it is to get those best guys from the local area to stay at Georgetown? It, it just makes it so much easier in your ascent within the Big East play and nationally, right? Because yeah. I don't think pound for pound, I mean, uh, for, for a mile radius, there's a better spot for basketball than D.C. and the DMV. Um, the WCAC, which is the high school conference for, you know, the Mathas and the Gonzagas and the Apollo 6, every year, uh, you know, they're graduating top 150 talents um, on a consistent basis. So. Whenever you have that hotbed that is in rate that is right in your backyard, if you can protect your home turf and those kids coming up, they are so competitive, they are so well coached. Um, it's almost like they're sophomores when they're actually freshmen in college. Yeah, I that that I mean it's just it just seems like everyone does their shopping in this area. And when you live here, you, you need to you need to shop local. And it was a really big win for Georgetown and, and Patrick Ewing. And I know that everyone here was pretty pretty excited about it. Um, can you kind of describe your summer? I know everyone sort of out there knows. Oh, it's the it's the July open period. There's all these big terms. Can you just go back and give everyone an idea about what your July was like? 
it was hectic. <laughs> it's 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 never a dull day, you know. See, the what has to be understood is that just because the college coaches can't aren't, aren't allowed to to get out on the road doesn't mean that we're not out on the road. Yeah. Um, like this year, um, you know, July for me was starting out in Las Vegas at the Nike, at the NBA Summer League for four days. Um, you know, flying to Augusta to the Nike Peach Jam for three days. That Friday night, um, heading down to Birmingham, Alabama for two days, returning home for two days, and flying to LA for the Adidas Summer um, Championships. Um, flying home then on the uh, that Sunday, and then I believe you know Wednesday I was down in Houston for two days for the Nike Regional or NCA Regional Camp, and then that Friday I was in Colorado Springs for the USA Basketball. Um, junior national mini camp for three days. So that was a hectic July. Um, college coaches yeah. coming down the road for, you know, seven of those days, eight of those days. I was on the road for 22, I guess, 23. So it was definitely hectic, um, but it was effective. I'll say that. Yeah. It's been years since I've had to do any stuff like that, and I've never done anything that intensive as far as going from here to here to here but just going to peach jam and something else took a lot out of me and that that was many many years ago um so everyone likes to focus on patrick ewing he's obviously georgetown's greatest player he's a big seven footer he's in the nba forever he's clearly the face of the program right now can you talk to me about your impression of his assistance out there on the trail and sort of anything that you've sort of picked up or noticed about about or about Kirby, about Waheed, anything about those guys? Yeah, you know, Kirby's probably the most accomplished of them all. I mean, outside of, as a recruiter, um, you know, of course, Louis Orr has the, the head coaching background, right? Um, I think yeah. brings more of the X no to it, but also has some Midwest flavor to him, you know, being the head coach of Bowling Green for a while. And Akbar Waheed, you know, he's kind of uh, allowed. Patrick Ewing to kind of seamlessly take over there, um, you know, who's already on staff at Georgetown with the the Patrick Ewing or the John Thompson era. Um, but Robert Kirby is the one that really, of course, was an assistant there, the prior regime back in 2010, 2011, 2012, I believe it was. And then Patrick Ewing bringing him on board. Kirby's a go-getter. Um, he's been around the block a few times, as you could say. Um, he's a vet, but he has great Southern ties. Um, so he's someone that really has done a lot of work, extensive work all across America. So he definitely has built uh, a very well-rounded coaching staff, a very respected coaching staff, um, and also an accomplished coaching staff. So he's got a good staff. He's had a good couple of years. He's put, a, you know, in two years of coaching, he's had he's put five kids on the All Big East freshman team, Jamarco Pickett and Javon Blair's first year, and those were late recruits. And then everyone knows about McClung and Kinjo and LeBlanc last year, and you've already talked about them. I think every program probably asks this question, and I think Georgetown's last five-star recruit was Isaac Copeland, which didn't really work out that great for Georgetown even though Isaac Copeland had a pretty good couple of first years, his third year wasn't that great, and he, had, he got hurt and he transferred to Nebraska. 
What do you think it's going to take for Georgetown to land another five-star? Obviously, there's only so many every year. And I know last year, Georgetown fans were really interested in uh, Cole Anthony. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, UNC is really hard to beat out when you're going for a kid like that. But what, what, how far away do you think Georgetown is from getting a kid like that? Or is there anything that, that, that could be happening differently? Or just what, what's your sense based on just a five-star ending up at Georgetown again? Yeah, it's always about, um, you know, a, a connection, an eccentric connection fit, um, whether it's with the coaching staff, with the school, or with the staff. Um, because when it's not your typical blue blood, um, it's more about is the prospect within a certain radius of the campus. Um, you know, is there, like I said, a prior connection maybe to the school? the brother or sister attend the school, um, and then also the coaching staff. You know, did the coach coach the dad before or a brother before? Or what right. is it? Um, but, you know, you'd expect in the next few years for Georgetown to get back to that five-star guy. Who that is, it's up for debate. Um, but, of <laughs> course, D.C. is always – D.C. always has some guys, right? There are always some guys out there. Um, you know, in, in, in 2021, you know, a guy like uh, Quincy Allen at the Murray School is, is right up there. Um, you know, there's a late bloomer that um, that attends St. Andrews School, Benny Williams, who, you know, if if, if he keeps ascending, could be a five-star guy in due time. Um you know, William Jeffers is is a highly ranked prospect um, in 2021. They're connected um, with a guy like Patrick Baldwin, who is the son of Milwaukee's head coach, uh, Pat Baldwin, but Louis Orr's connection. So you never know. There's there, 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 All it takes is one guy, right, and one connection. And yeah. Georgetown has started to kick some tires on the higher-level guys. But I think as you reap greater rewards on the floor – it only makes your brand um, that much more enviable for the best of best of the best. Which was a great segue into, we got a couple Twitter questions for you. And I know we were talking about 2020 kids, but the 2021 kids, I got out. And I think you're actually on this tweet as well, but just if you could talk for a second about, you know, I guess I'm seeing Trevor Kells, Jackie Robinson, I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm reading it. You, all, you just mentioned Quincy Allen, McDonald, and it says long shot Musa Cisse. I guess just Georgetown's involvement, anything you've seen with those guys. Yeah, you know, do you want me to go one by one or uh, how do you want me to do um, that? Just if, any, just if you've got any sort of tidbits on any of those guys, I actually don't really know a lot about them, so I'm going to defer to you. I apologize. Yeah. But, um, you, you know, I think, um, you know, Musa Cisse just, just enrolled down in uh, Los Angeles in Memphis. Memphis is going to be hard to beat there. Yeah. And Trevor Kills is a guy that um, that has been on Georgetown's campus many times, as well as Maryland's. I think Virginia will be heavily, heavily involved as well. Villanova, I think it's those four programs for Trevor Keels. So, I definitely think Georgetown has a chance there with Keels. I mean, he's a 6'5", do-it-all guard wing from Paul the Six. Um, Quincy Allen is another guy that Georgetown definitely is heavily, heavily involved for. Good academic student at the Murray School right there in D.C. Um, plays for Team Takeover as well. 
for the younger program that uh, Georgetown definitely has invested with. I mean, they, they definitely have some interest there. Um, you know, he definitely has some interest in the school. So his recruitment is still playing out, um, similar to Trevor's um, with the regional powers, Virginia, Georgetown, Maryland. Um, so he's definitely one to keep tabs on for sure. Um, Sakai Robinson, um, definitely as well. Georgetown is there. This kid is a 6'3", 6'4", teammate of um, of Quincy Allen on the travel circuit. Um, kind of fits that blue-collared role. Um, not the shot maker that Trevor um, that 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 um, that Trevor Keels might be, um, or Quincy Allen might be, but he's a very tough-nosed and rugged type of guy that Georgetown definitely has um, kicked the tires on early on. Um, you know, Doug McDaniel, Dougie's a five-foot-eight little point guard from the 2022 class, and pound for pound might be the best facilitator or playmaker in his class nationally. Um, just the same. He really is nowhere near his college commitment. Um, I think he only has two or three scholarship offers right now from Wake Forest and Virginia Tech, I believe it is. But, you know, Georgetown's definitely keeping an eye on him, and rightfully so. Well, I don't know how, I don't know how you do it with knowing all these guys and knowing all the information. You do a great job. Before you go, we're seeing a lot more – NBA guys come into college basketball. Chris Mullen just went out, but, you know, Stackhouse, Juwan Howard, Patrick Ewing is in right there. I know you can't lump them all together. How do you feel, I guess, how do you feel, Patrick, just overall, just to give everyone a sense on your way out? Has Patrick Ewing surprised you at all? Did you think he would be about where he was? What's just sort of your sense of, you know, going into year three, Patrick Ewing, just sort of your overall sense of how he's taken the program and what these NBA guys have to, you know, if there's any sort of inherent struggles that they come with without having the college experience. He's, he, he has surprised me. Um, okay. You know, I, I didn't know how good he would be recruiting wise. And, you know, he definitely has hit on some under the radar gems, you know, with, I mean, we had LeBlanc ranked, um, we had Akinjo ranked, but those guys came in and played at the highest level in the Big East and didn't back down. And then you have a guy like Mac McClung who was not ranked, who is a potential all-league guy over the next three years. Um, and then you enroll um, a guy like you're, you're seven and you bring a really strong front court class in the 2019 group to campus this fall. Um, and you had Terrence Williams. Yeah, I didn't expect all that. Um, might it be lightning in a bottle? Maybe, you know, but the fact Patrick Ewing came in really had not a whole lot of connections to the college game besides, you know, playing within it and having his son play there. Um, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's been impressive how he's, stepped in there from day one and really changed the entire program around, like I said, from a schematic standpoint, but also from a personnel standpoint. And to now have Georgetown on the cusp of an NCAA tournament berth this year and, you know, next year, don't look one year ahead, but they could be in the conversation for, you know, Big East 
title contender. Yeah, I, I I have to admit he surprised me a little bit. I was a little little a little wary of someone without the recruiting experience, but he's done a really good job, and he's got Georgetown going in the right direction. And you have our podcast going in the right direction. It was great to get you on. It's Corey Evans underscore 10 at Twitter. You can follow him. He's got like 30,000 followers. As he mentioned earlier, he's all over the country figuring out what kids are doing what and always evaluating. Corey, I want to thank you a lot for coming on. No, most definitely. Thank you for having me on. All right. I hope to talk to you soon. I'll see you.